my little meter. She's like a, she's like a timing meter. If I go on too long, and she begins to make it harder. I don't know if it's too long. Apparently, and I, I'm just giving this as a disclaimer to the to the visitors. Apparently, I've got a long voice. I've got a long awesome petaikera. So sterke, so she's so for by a year and a half gone, and you'll have to bat kamer break gone, and then sleep you'll need to suck his eye. Now we're not going to go there. We're going to continue. We've been speaking quite a lot um, about now. I'm part of a church family. What's next? Because we've, as I said a few weeks ago, uh, we've got a lot of guys that came into membership now. A lot of us that's that's finding themselves in a church family now. And then there almost becomes a, a part. Now you want a part to play. There's something that you feel. There's the Holy Spirit works something in you. Your body begins to be yuck, and you know you cramp for more because now you want to you want to be part. You want to partake. You want to be, be part of serving, and, and, and something ignites. And after Andrew's uh, uh, preached uh, three weeks ago, or whatever at the gathering, we talked about dying to self. Several of you guys came to me and said, "Hey." We're going to help. We're going to be part. So I can see there's a moving of the Holy Spirit to to work in our hearts to participate and to be part of this team and what God is doing. And I love the fact. I also said this to you guys that we are connecting the dots. I, I really feel that you know when we are we are building on something and we're not just you know doing this and doing that and then we kind of jump to different ships. But I do see. Kind of the Lord working something in us, and we spoke about uh, living stones. We spoke about different people being brought together, and the Lord brings each person. Yeah, the Lord is the one that added to our numbers. The Lord is the one. I didn't. I invited maybe one or two of you guys, but the rest, I've got no clue how you ended up here. It wasn't me. I wasn't the one that, that went to go and fetch you. The Abri Spana, the Shikomkarta for my summers and my Mora. But so here you guys are. So the Lord was the one that prompted you and. And by hook or by crook and by his schemes, not mine, you ended up sitting here. So we believe that the Lord has placed you here. And for those of you that 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 has spent some time with you, you came into membership. There's this there's this is a wortaiching in your heart that the Lord has planted me here. He's built me into this living temple amongst these people. And now I've got a, pl- a part to play. And so we're looking now at that next step. What's next? What do I do now? What do I do with this? I'm in this family. I guess so. You should know. I do not know. And I th- and, and we're going to look at. So this morning, I've got a bit of a title to the preach, but it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, uh, a, a it's misinformation to 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 a certain extent because we're going to. And it's it's weird how the Bible sometimes does it, and the Lord sometimes do. He says something, and he means it, but he also doesn't mean it in that way. So it's so important that we say that. So the title of this morning is is playing in your position. And I know the minute that I say that, some of us, depending on what your background is, depending on where you are currently in your own walk with the Lord, some of us, the emphasis of that sentence falls on different areas. It's either in playing, playing in your position, or it's playing in your position, or it's playing in your position that that catches your that catches your attention. The problem with this preach is, and, and, and it's something that I also grew up with. I read several books. There's a lot of, again, misinformation. There's a lot of false teaching or just unhealthy teaching about this topic, because the, the, if, if either one of those things, either playing or your opposition, falls on a little bit of an unhealthy soil, 
the thing that comes up from that is, is, is kind of not where the Lord wants it to be. And so this needs to be balanced out well with, with all of the, the, what the Lord is saying. And we can't just focus on one specific aspect. So I remember when growing up, I used to, uh, you, all, all of you have this thing where we were told from a young age that there's a specific purpose, especially in the church. Every one of us has a specific purpose. There's a purpose. And, and again, now it's one of those things, God is saying that. The Bible does say that. But if the context of that is, is, is kind of skewed and it lands in an unhealthy place, then the bompi will be from outgrowed And I remember as a young child, the word purpose, destiny, because we're watching a lot of superhero movies. Nah, Daniels, come on, be honest now. We're watching a lot of superhero movies. And when we watch these things here, every one of them has kind of purpose and destiny. And we, and we almost see this picture, you know, the, the, especially on the Spider-Man movies they make these days. They, 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 it's the, what do they call them? Where they, the origin movie. Then they say how Spider-Man got to be Spider-Man and how he went on that skill. I've got the superpowers and he's got the superpowers and now he himself again. And oftentimes that's the way that we think about church and our own destinies and our purposes. That I'm being trained and I'm being, I'm being schooled and you know at some point my gifting is going to fall on me like a superpower. And once that superpower is on me, then the Lord is going to use me for this special purposes and He's going to send me out into whatever He has for me. And I'm going to reach my destiny. Is it true? Pratak nonsense. I'm not getting a lot of oohs and ahs, I'm worried. But that's, that, that's how we grow up. And, and, and the thing is, the world is kind of moving us in that direction because that's a lot of... If I look at what Vian is watching on... On, on, on his little movies, it's all healthy contact, but oh, there's a lot of your destiny. And the thing is that the, the emphasis becomes on you, your destiny. And I think in church, it's, we need to find this balance between your destiny, because the thing is this, and that's why I said it becomes, sometimes it becomes almost contradicting, because there is a part of the Lord that says, I know the plans I have for you. I know there's a part, and we're going to look at some scriptures as well, where the Lord does say, listen, I've got plans and purposes for Stephon. I've got a destiny for him. There's an inheritance. I've called him to more. And, and Paul says, from one degree to the next. So there's also this thing of, you know, promotion that happens, you know. But the thing is, if it doesn't come through healthy, if it doesn't fall in a good place, in a good soil in our hearts, if the focus is not on the right places, it becomes about me. Me, myself, and I, my destiny. And specifically in the day and age that we're living in, go and, go and look at the teachings that's out there these days. A lot of the teachings. It, it, it sounds right. It sounds about God's plans. It sounds about God's things and the kingdom and building the kingdom and, they, and it sketch around the kingdom and building of the kingdom. But in its essence, it's about me. It's about your destiny. And then suddenly God starts serving us Instead of us serving God. Because the minute that it becomes about your destiny. And my plans and my purpose. Then God starts serving me. God when are you going to bring me that, that mantle? When are you going to put on that thing? You know. That I need to serve you. And that I need to build your kingdom with. Sounds good. But it's actually about me in its essence. And so. I grew up with a, a lot of that. And I remember reading a, a thing of. I'm not going to say who wrote it. It's one of those American pastors. 
They love talking about destiny and purpose. And I remember reading, reading that book, I think I was about 21 or 22 or something like that, reading a book. And I went to my mom with that. I said, oh, something about this bothers me. There's something about, you know, and I look at even, I've got close family and I, uh, with me, and I know there's a lot of this specific teaching, purpose, destiny, um, that is kind of rampant in the city areas and that type of thing, and, and in the mainstream churches and that type of thing. And I look at, at them, and, and a lot of, or, or, or both of, of, of the specific people that I'm talking about, they're already serving the Lord, they're in ministry. But even to this day, there is this constant search for my purpose. And it almost becomes this wheel that just goes around and goes around and goes around. Because there's always a greater purpose that you're looking for. There's always this greater... T- t- and, and you miss what's right in front of you. And so we're going to just look at... We're just going to look at... I need to find... I, I went way off my notes now. now I can't... I, I can think of a clue about notes. Okay, Why is it not going? So the thing is this. And I think it's amazing how the worship brought that out. If this thing isn't grounded and really in our hearts, when we preach about playing in your position, if the focus isn't on glorifying Jesus, if He isn't your main focus in all of that, playing your and position, if all of those things, if your eyes aren't constantly on Him, and the Lord, how is playing going to glorify you how is my me using me me being the tool in your hand how is that going to glorify you and then position how are you going to position me to glorify you to bring you glory to build your kingdom if that's not your main focus anything else is going to be kind of dangerous territory it's going to it's going to always fall in somewhere where the potential is there for something to go but we can't throw it out completely. And so we are gonna, we're not going to talk about it, but we are going to talk about it this morning, about playing in your position. But I'm hoping that as we're going to just share two or three things on it, I'm hoping that something of it will plant a seed that will fall on good soil this morning, about playing in your position. Because it's important, again, in church, because now you're part of this church family, what's next? I want to play you in position. And as a leader, I want to play each one of you in your position that God has assigned for you. But the thing is, I need to help you guys not to make it about you, to make it about Jesus. And I've got a role to play to, to, to ground you well in this thing. So I'm not going to, it's not an exhaustive version this morning. This is more an intro in going into that. Um, and then there's two things, practical things that I want to highlight for us um, as I get in. But let's just first look at um, thing. the Bible has very different languages. The Bible talks about we are a household. And we talked about that living stone. Do you guys remember that? And we almost say, Amen. Amen. Please, man, for the, for the sake of Ross that's sitting here, guys. I'm not going to ask you guys again. Come on, man. So we, we did talk, and you remember that we talked about being a household. Amen. Yes. And we, and we talked about we've got a, we, we do have a part to play because God has built us into this thing Amen. called a household. Yes. <laughs> But there's, a different, there's also a different language where the Bible talks about we're a body. Yes. We're a body. 
and every one of us has a part to play. So we're going to just quickly read some scriptures here that talks about that. Uh, Ecclesiastes. Enthusiastes 4, verse 9 to 12. Listen to this. If you want to play in your position, this is such an important thing to do because playing in your position makes it about me. But this is not an individual sport. This is not tennis. Yes. This is rugby or yeah. netball, yeah. hockey. We team. Look at this. It says two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their toil. You see the plural in that. Yeah. For if they fail, if they fail, one will be lift, will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone, alone when he falls and has no not uh, no other to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. And then, I specifically went to this, I know you guys know the scriptures about we're a body and different parts, and so I specifically avoided that specific one, but we're going to come to that just now. But that one is, is so beautiful, how the Lord kind of speaks about the team, and the fact that He actually put you guys with other people. We spoke about unity the other day, and how easy would it have been if church was me and God? Is that the makkelijkste weergave van kerk as net ek en Heere sê? There will always be an understanding. There won't be any misunderstandings. There won't be any iron sharpening iron type thing because God is the only one sharpening me then. I'm the only one that hears His voice in this, in this one man show that I, that I have with Him. So there's no way that I will be able to hear Him wrongly. My theology, theology, my theology, my theology, my theology will always be sound because it's just my version. There's no other version. There's no other interpretation. So there's actually no room to fail when it's just me and God. And yet God decided to put you guys together and build you into this living stone temple of people because of that. Because He knows that we need to be part of a team. So, the first thing is, when you want to play in your position, it's firstly important to know that, listen, you're playing in a team, yes. and there's just one coach in this team, and that's Rasi Rasmus. <laughs> there's just one coach in this team, and that's, that's the Lord Jesus. It's not Vilimpi that's standing in front. It's not your calm leader. They do play a part. They are, they are a tool in God's hand to help you and guide you into that. But there's actually just one coach in this thing, and that's the Lord Jesus. And it's so important for us to realize that. But you're part of a team. You're not Han Solo. Nils, you, you got it, man. You got it. I knew you. Yes. Yes. The thing is about a team, and we see it in that one, and Andrew says this so beautifully, the better that you are doing, the better I'm doing. So it's a, it's a, it's a strange old thing again, you know. So when we say we want to play in position, are we looking a little bit to position? You know, position has a kind of a connotation in our background where it's about position, title, place, 
You know, it's almost like a competition. Right. You can eat three or fly out, it's like almost like rugby, where they say the, the back line has a, has, a, has a more important position than the front line guys, you know, the, fr- the front rowers. You know, they, hulle moet net gaan scrum, manier, hulle moet seker maak die bal kom veilig uit, but the back line, man, they are the beauties, they are the, they are the ones that score the tries, they are the ones that, that the, the goals write letters to, and they, they yeah, they are, they are, that is more so. So, actually, I'm a, I'm the scared little, I'm the scared little scrum off. I don't want to be, I don't want to be where the centers are because they take the big hits, and I don't want to be in the front. You so you just hide behind the big guy and you pass the ball to whoever you can find next to you. But the thing is about this. If we really understand playing my position, suddenly my position is not about me. It's about me, my brother, my sister that's sitting next to me. Because the better that they are playing in their position, the more healthy that they are in their position benefits me. And it's a strange old thing. I remember, you know, coming from looking at Leone and, and the corporate world, the world around us will always do something different. They will talk about position and, you know, it's almost like a ladder. And I, and I saw in, in the corporate world how people literally step on each other in order to go up higher in that ladder, you know, to be in that higher position. And sometimes we even see that in an, in an unhealthy church where people step on each other and they will backstab each other because I want to be the next deacon. I want to be the, the one. And now we're skill of that... Sarah had now begin worship lead, maar ek is al baie langer as sy in die kerk, how does this happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've been here for three years now, and she's only been here for six months, but she's leading worship already, how does that happen? And suddenly something starts in our, in our hearts, but you know what? If the Lord wants to play her in a position that may be in my heart of hearts, I want to, I want to be there as well. But the Lord's time is for her to be belayed in that position. That's up to him. And you know the thing is, if you get this, the better that she plays in her position, the more that God uses her in her position, and the more that she flourishes in that position, I'm going to benefit from that. So instead of me saying, oh, being miff about it, oh, there I'm actually me. Instead of having that attitude, it's like, go Sarah, and being a cheerleader and saying, hey man, it's so amazing how God is using you. Because if you realize it's for your benefit that God is using her in that position. And that's so important for us. 1 Corinthians 12. Now we're going to the parts. The most, I'm okay here. And as it is, there are many parts in one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seems to be weaker are indispensable. And in those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which are more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body. Listen to that. That last one is so important. The coach. It's about the coach. He's the one that plays where he wants us all to be. He's the one that composes the body. He's the one that decides who's this part and that part. I don't want to say we will have this 
this, we always talk about the pinky, one is the pinky and one is the foot and one is the bum and one is the head. And I almost want to say sometimes our thinking is too much literal in that thing. We will literally think, you know, I think in God's body, if you really see it from God's perspective, it's not a pinky and a toe. Because in our perspective, because of what we do with our body, the one is more important because I write a lot more with my hand than I do sit on my bum. So it's, a, it's got an integral part. But I don't think God thinks the same way about the body. I think for Him it's not about the purpose of it. It's about the role that it plays. Because have you, have you, have you heard that thing? If you don't have, a, I think it's a small toe, then you will not have any balance. You will not be able to walk if you don't have a small toe. Something like that. Or you will not keep direction or something like that. I heard it once. So it's about, it's about the, the, the role that it plays that's most, most important to God. Not about as much the function of that. You guys get that? Is it waar? Is it waar? I was so bit unsecure about that, and I took it so by my mind, I come. Maybe I'm going to get some correction on that. We'll see. We'll see. But the last sentence is that. But God so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. And that's so important when we're talking about playing in your position. If God uses the quiet ones amongst us to lead something or to take something forward or to be used in a specific way, don't be surprised if God uses you out of your own comfort zone. Because your comfort zone is the place where you are the strongest in. That's the muscle in your own heart that you are actually quite comfortable in. So what God is, is He actually uses the weak areas in you. Because He knows that's the part that you're not going to depend on yourself, where you're actually going to depend on Him. And that's something that Carla is doing so brilliantly. If you took Carla a year ago, I will not have to be, cho- to, I've not have to be chosen her. That's not good English at all. I would never have used Carla as a comm leader based on just personality and her, her weaknesses and her strengths and that type of thing. But there's something that she allows the Lord to work in her and always just this a willingness to say, Lord, if there's something in me that you want to build into, that you want to change, and just because she was willing to step out of her comfort zone, she's growing into the, one of the best comedians. I'm promising, I told her that yesterday evening. I think the Lord is going to use her in calm leadership, in taking people into the more of Jesus Christ in a beautiful way. Because it's a weakness. It's not a strength. It's actually a weakness. And every Wednesday, she can't depend on herself. She can't look at herself and say, I'm going to be the star of this evening. I'm going to bring the, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. No, she needs to depend on the Holy Spirit for each Wednesday. When she goes into this, oh Lord... Please, please let there be some life here tonight. I know I can't bring it. I know I don't have it in me. But Lord, in you, I will be able to do that. And that's what it means when sometimes God uses the weak. So don't be surprised here when God actually wants to use you sometimes. And we're going to look at that just now. How long is it now? I'll leave you to pray too long. 23 minutes. Ephesians 2, verse 10. We looked at this a little bit earlier. And that's why I say, you know, 
we need to say that there is a plan and a purpose for you because the Bible says so. So we're not going to throw the baby with the bathwater out of the bathwater of others. I even say that. We're not going to throw everything out because the Bible says, God says in Ephesians 2 verse 10, He says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. So there is a role for us to play. There is a position that God wants us to play because the Bible says that. He says also in Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for you. So God, God had plans and purposes and stuff that He wanted us to do. But it's about landing in the good areas in us. And I think one of the safe places, the safe place, if you want to start this journey with the Lord and with us as a family, and saying, Lord, what is the place and the position that you want me to play in? What's a safe place to be? It's coming actually to a place of knowing. I've got this new sentence that I keep on telling Leone. I'm bugging her with it. I keep on telling her, know thyself. And I think that's one of the most important things when we look at playing in your position is to know thyself. What does Jesus say about us? And the first thing is, when we say playing in your position, you know you're a broken vessel. Every one of us is a broken vessel. Every one of us, even though we say we still have a sinful nature. You know, it just takes this much for us to we put by rock. It just takes this much. Even in leading this congregation, many times before, the Lord came to came to me through meetings and we had eldership meetings, and then you have altercations perhaps with people, and the Lord just convicts you, and I suddenly I realize, oh my word, I've I've just steered a little bit off the course. I'm not on course. There's something in my heart that the Lord just needs to realign and recalibrate and just correct. Because it's so easy because we've got the sinful nature. So when we say about playing in your position, it's so important to know who is that person that he's talking about. It's actually a person that needs to be so dependent on the Lord. Because the minute that I think this is my time to shine, it's such a dangerous place. Because we're broken. And we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Lord Jesus to constantly work in us. To constantly transform us. And build into us His nature. And His, in, and his character. <clears throat> Play. Play in your position. You know it's not your game. And that's why we constantly emphasize it. Even in church planting and... And I know you guys like calling me pastor, but that's why we don't like these titles that we read. Because, you know, it's not my game. This church is not Willem's game. It's God's game. It's His one. He's the one that orchestrates and, and He's the one that puts into place. He's the one that planned all of this. I didn't plan it. I was just willing. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's as much as I did. I was just willing. And then the Lord started putting together this thing. So when you play, you're playing in His game and it's according to His rules. And it's so important for us to remember this. Because sometimes we come with different thoughts and different perspectives and different things in our heart that we carry into this thing that we call church. And we say, this is the way that I want to do it. This is the way that I do it. And there's, a, there's an opinion in my heart about everything that we do together. But you know what is the most important opinion? It's God's opinion about how we do things here. So when we do play this church together, when we do play this game together as a team, it's much more important to know what it, what, how do you want to play this thing, Lord? 
How do you feel about this situation? How do you feel about this, this next move? And it's important for us not to rely on our own opinions in this, but constantly seek His ways. And we spoke about that as well. We spoke about God's ways being much higher than our ways. And relying on Him to show us the way forward. There was a beautiful honouring that happened last week. I was so, yeah, I was just taken aback as we, as some of you just came and honoured me on my birthday last week. And some of you honoured me for the fact that the way that we're building this church. But can I be honest with you? Knowing what I know, it wasn't me that had the strategy of building the church in this way. It wasn't me that had the game plan, you know, and now I went to church plant course with Andrew, so I had the A, B's and C's. This first two years of church plant was very much, Lord, where, where was this now? It's the Lord that planted this thing. It was the Lord that built this church. And I think it's important for us to go into that. When you play in your position in this season to come, be dependent on Him to show you the way. Not on the way that you want to do that. Wherever He places you. Now the last thing is positioning. For that, I want to, I want to use two voorbeelden. Examples, thanks to Joe. I want to use two examples. I've got a tree in my gardens in Belmont. Two trees, sorry, two trees. I want to show you the first tree. Like I knew any. There's a lot of fruit in that tree. I want to ask you, who wanna look who wants in this in this field? Who wanna look who wanna look like that? Who wanna look like that? Who wanna look like that? like that we want to bring fruit we want to we want to when, when jesus walks past us the fig tree he wants to look fruit in each one of us who wants to go to heaven one day empty-handed no no in terms of inheritance spiritual inheritance not 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 material things so that, that, that is something that, that appeals to me. And I was walking in the garden and I saw this tree and it appealed to me. It spoke to me. I looked at it and I said, Lord, oh man, I want to be like that tree. I want to bring forth fruit in your kingdom. I want to be, and it's like a beautiful thing. And then I walked past the second tree. It was right there. Look at that thing. But I want to tell you something about these two trees. Could you put both of them up? Yes. You know the funny thing about that tree, Zell? They were bought at the same age. So the, the nursery that I bought them from planted them at the same time. They were planted in the same soil at the nursery and also when I planted them out. Same soil. All of the circumstances was the same. Everything was the same. They had the same preaching. They had the same teaching, they had the same worship, same sunlight, same sunlight, everything was the same. 
But yet when I get to the one, it's overflowing with blossoms and the other one is looking like it's almost dying. And I went to one of, uh, I've got a lady friend of ours that she's a botanical nurse, a biologist nurse. She knows about these things. I went to her and I said, listen, you need to explain to me. These things are like one meter apart. And they, they, like brother and sister, basically, they came out of the same womb almost. So everything, to, in my heart, everything was the same. Why aren't they blooming at the same time? Why is it? And the, and the, that tree is not dead. The other one is just blooming earlier than that one. And I said, why are that one not blooming with the other one? Why is that one? And, and sometimes it's like that in church. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking about God positioning us. I'm talking about sometimes what happens in here. Yeah. That willingness to say, Lord, plant me where you want to plant me. Wherever you want. Because Lord, you know what is best for me. You know where I need to be, where I'm going to blossom the best. Where it's going to be a position that I'm planted in. Where I'm going to be, and you know what? I phoned this lady friend of ours. I said, I showed her the pictures. I said, The Lord says I must preach on this on Sunday, but I've got no clue what this trees are teaching me. <laughs> and because I didn't know, but I knew the Lord wants us to say something. And you know what? This is the, show her the other picture. Show them, uh, show them the other picture. You see the one that's on top here? There's a little bit of a slope coming down from the top to the bottom. If you look at it, you know there's a hill going down. You see that dam next to them? Yes. What happens is, there's water, because water will always flow naturally, it will flow down, it will go down, it will never go up, up the hills. So what happens is, the water, when that dam is full, the water will start to cycle through underneath the soil, and you will find that this area here is mostly a lot better than this area there. Sure. And what happens is, the development of the, of the roots are a lot better here than it is there. Because that tree is a little bit under stress because it's received too much water. And you know, often, and when I remember when I planted those trees, I didn't consider these things. I didn't consider the best way, the best position for these trees. I went into it and I thought, what's the best place? How is it going to look the prettiest? I was thinking about the, the, the trees must all be in formation. They must all be, you know, aligned and one meter apart. So, so my mind was thinking, it's, it's going to look the best when I planted here. And you know what? If I planted that same tree here, it would make the world of difference to that tree. You know, that's how God often works with us in church. That God knows where He wants to plant you. And then us church leaders, oftentimes, I've got a gap to fill. Hmm, I get the man means but he can't get it. I need worshippers. And then I plug holes. I fill gata, I'm filling gaps. And I'm not asking the Lord, Lord, where do you want to use this person? What is the gifting in this person? And that's, that's what God wants to do. He wants to say, hey, I've got a place. And I'm not talking about putting out the copies there at the back or cleaning the toilets or serving. There's, there's stuff that we sometimes just do because God 
loves it when we serve him and serve the family. There's stuff that we just do because we were family and all. But I can put on school with us. It's almost better to heart them to do your chores, you know. So there's some things like that. But when it comes to what God has placed in you, there's a specific place where God wants to use you. And I had a chat with with some of you over the past few weeks, and I, I, I encouraged you. I said, Hey, let's journey now. Let's let's follow the Lord in this thing. Let's pray about this and say, Lord, my default is. My default to use you in this area. Grace, for instance. Grace, what is it? 22. The default will be to, with Grace to say, listen, you're going to be a youth leader. Man, God is going to use you amongst the young adults. Because she's young, because she's 22 years old. That's going to be the default. We need kids church workers, so she's also in, in the honor vice and all so that's going to be my default. We're going to use her there. So I take grace just because of what I see on face value and I place her there. Very much like I did with the trees. But your thing is, the, the roots, and we said this last week, what's more important to the Lord apart from gifting? Character. Character. And you see, the Lord is much more interested in growing our roots well. And the thing what happened is there, because that tree got so much water, its roots got underdeveloped. His root, because roots does this, when it gets too much water, it stops spreading. Because it's already get too much water. You don't have to look for the water. You don't have to go and search for the life. It's there. So your roots can just stay. So when it becomes a little bit dry, and this is a dry winter. This isn't such a, a winter that we normally have. So now suddenly the tree that's on top, that didn't have as much water. Its character started to grow. And it was able to spread the character. And the roots set well. So when it is a bit drier, that the roots knows where to find its water, and that's now when, when, when it has the opportunity to blossom earlier and sooner and bring forth fruit made earlier. So with each one of us, the Lord has a place for each one of us that He wants to grow you in, not as much use you in. It, it comes with the territory. It comes with the territory that is going to use you in a role. But the first thing is, if you want to ask yourself, what is my position? What is my position? Now I'm part of this church family. What's next? I want to say to you, help me and help your com leaders and help those people around you that is placed around you in this team to ask the Lord, Lord, where is it going to be the best place for me to grow my character in this season to come? Because as you grow my character, you're going to grow my gifting. You're going to use me in a role. You're going to use me in a position and you're going to use me in this church. But it's going to have a place where you have your roots solidly. And your character is going to be solid to carry that gift in beautifully. You guys see that? Yes. Stimulus song. Yes. Amen, brother. Amen. Yes, Lord. And sister. And sister. The last thing is that I just want to end off with. Um, a while back, after we planted the church, we wrote a little article that's on the newsletter. And if you want to ask me now the question, what is the position that God wants to play you in now? This is one of the positions that I feel so clearly in my heart that God wants to use each one of us. Because, and I'm saying this because I'm hearing a response from you guys. Every time when I speak with you, you give me some kind of a feedback. And the feedback that I'm getting from you guys is, is we found something special in this church. And it's not about me, it's not about 
Leone that Moe Antrak or doing wonderful worship and that type of thing, it's because you found something. And there's a, a, a parable in the Bible that I wrote about a year ago. And I'll never forget that we were at a conference, and a 412 conference. And at that conference, something ignited. It was like a fire that was started in my heart. Where I realized, when we were still in Josh Jane Somerset West, I realized we found Healthy Church. We were looking for it for quite a while. I was at the point where I thought to myself, oh my goodness, if this is church, uh, I don't know. And then we found a healthy church. And I'm not talking about Jostin. Jostin is an example of that. It's, it's one of the churches that the God uses in that. So I'm not saying we are the Alpha and the Omega. But from speaking to you guys, I, 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 I gather that you feel that Yo, this is something special. Then, am I right, Joe? You, you said it to me. I get it. I'm not imagining this. Then. So what the Bible says is, what the Bible says is, is once you found a pearl of great wealth. Once you've found something that is really precious to you, and I've seen in many of you guys that you've found something that's precious to you. The Bible says that there's, there's different parables, but the one parable that, that God showed me was the one that He sold everything. He sold everything and bought the piece of land to keep that pearl for Himself. Because that was, the, that was the thing that I kept. And I want to say this to you guys. What is the position that God wants to play you in the season to come? And there's two, two sides to this one. Firstly, Biscaram, what's the word of Biscaram? Protect what God has placed you in. Because I believe that God has placed us in a special place. I believe God has placed us and don't just think that this is just a church that I'm going to on a Sunday. How important is this pull that you have found? Because you guys are telling me, yo, man, church is lacquer. For the first time, I feel that we found something special here. So how important is it to you? How important is it to you? How important are your Sunday mornings and spending time with us? How important is your Wednesday evenings and spending time with us? Is it so that you that this important thing that you found, this position that God has placed you in, how important is it to you? Are you willing to protect it with everything that is within you? Or is it just something that is special, but not that special? That's the first question that I want to ask you guys. The second one is when I reflected on just a few seconds ago. As when, I, when we came from, from the conferences, something ignited in my heart. And every time that we drove into Krabo, something in me says, Lord, how can I keep this to myself? How can I keep this to myself? How can I keep this field and this pool only to myself? And something was birthed in me. And that's how this church plant started. Something birthed in me where I said, Lord, if I can share what we have found with just one or two families, man, that would be absolutely amazing. And I'm praying. And that's what I want you guys to just, well, we're going to pray for just now as well. There's a position that God wants to use you now. You don't have to be qualified for it. You don't have to be trained for it. You don't have to be anything for that. The only thing that you must be is willing. The only thing you must be is willing. If you feel that you have found a pearl, something of great wealth in this church family where God has placed you, 
Don't sit on it. Don't keep it for yourself. I feel to encourage you guys to share it with those people that's in your life. I'll never forget that. And I really dawned on me that each one of us are walking with Jesus in our hearts. And it's not about this church. Again, I'm not, I'm not promoting church here. I'm promoting Jesus here. Because I believe that we're finding Jesus in this church and the life of Jesus in this church. So I'm not promoting church. I'm promoting Jesus in the church. And I remember walking in Spire one time. And the Lord spoke to me on that Sunday morning about something that I know that they don't know. Because an unbeliever don't know what they don't know. And if they don't know about the life that Jesus had, if they don't know about the forgiveness that Jesus has, if they don't know about the fact that Jesus died on a cross for them, so that they don't have to die one day and go in and spend an eternity in hell, but that they can actually spend an eternity with God and with the Father. And that is what Jesus did for each one of us. If, if, if only they knew that sometimes this oppression that they feel on this earth, that there's freedom from that. If only that they knew that there's more to this life than only living for me, myself and I. And the thing is that you know about that. And you've got something in you called the Holy Spirit that at the right time will place the words in you if you are just willing to share what you have found in Jesus. So what's the position that God wants to play each one of us in this season to come? It's sharing Jesus. It's sharing what we found together as a family and not holding it for ourselves. And that's why it's always so beautiful when you guys invite someone to church. And you're not inviting them to church. You're not inviting them to meet Willem. Actually, actually, you're inviting them to say, hey, I've experienced something of Jesus. I've seen something of Jesus through these people, through this body. And you know what? I want you to experience the same thing. I don't want to drag you along with me to just come and experience something of Jesus. I want to encourage you guys for that. If there's something in your heart, and I want to just give you an opportunity to respond to that.